1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Damn these Biloxi blues. It happens every night. Almost every night. And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine. I have not. Summer heat never treats me kind. It leaves trouble on my mind. So I'm bidding farewell, putting in my notice, and I'll see you at another time. This highway does not know my name, and I don't care. No. I don't care. Heading my way for another place. And I got three good tires and a spare. Right to the hood. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there. Low budget live not so live from the LBL Bar and Grill right here in beautiful, rainy, cold, <laughs> southern Middle Tennessee. Uh, January 25th. This is the podcast. January 25th, 2021. And we're, we're, we're just one step closer to warmer weather. That's all I care about. We are one step closer to warming with warmer weather. Friends and neighbors, you low lifers, if you are new to this podcast, which I hope you are, I hope you, I've seen some comments after last week's LD and the MC. Hey man, just finding your channel. So if you are new to this program, you have found yourself at Low Budget Live. I also have another show called LD and the MC with my buddy Dave Mercer, who is indeed the MC. But if you are finding yourself here, you are now a low lifer, whether you like it or love it. That is what the listeners of this program refer to themselves as. And 
That song you hear is a song written by me, sang by me, called Biloxi Blues that we've used for the intro for a couple years now. So thank you for finding yourself here. And I talk about everything from my sponsors, which drives people crazy, to other things about myself, which drive some people even crazier, to uh, fishing industry news and uh, everything in between. We do some fun interviews like last week's with Justin Atkins. Thank y'all so much, man, for uh, for watching that, commenting. Uh, it was all positive, man. It's one of the first positive podcasts I think I've ever done. Didn't have a lot of these, uh, a lot. none of the haters were drifting around, dropping them thumbs down. So uh, appreciate that. It was fun having Justin in, uh, in the LBL Barn Grill and doing that. All right, y'all know... Um, so I, I I haven't I don't know how to put this. So I haven't been honest with you guys uh, and gals out there, the the low lifers, about what's been going on in life for me personally. And I and and if you don't care about anything that I have going on, this is the part where you scrape on the to the great guests we're going to have on later. But every week, you know, I like to. I preach honesty and transparency, and I like to uh, I like to to lay it all out for y'all. And uh, I had COVID around the first of December, you know, the first part of that month, and I was down. I did podcast, okay. Uh, I muscled through a couple of them, uh, not really feeling like it, and y'all didn't know it, but I, I was in pretty not good shape, and. But typical man, I, I didn't take it serious. And I know we've talked about this on here, and I'll probably get killed in the comments. People are like, it's fake, or it's this, and it's that. And I get tired of seeing that, man. There are a lot of people being affected by it. But uh, so that, that's been, you know, almost two months ago now. And I've been having some issues. And um, this, this speech is mainly just like, take care of yourself take care of your family members kind of thing. But I just kind of had a wake-up call this week. And uh, and so I, I, I've been having um, these crazy leg pains. And y'all know my goal, 500 miles, I've been walking, I've been hiking, and I've been doing that. I've been doing 10 to 12 miles a week, even more, a couple weeks there. But So I've kind of played through the pain, but this is a different kind of pain. It's not like a muscle thing. This is like deeper than that. And it started when I had COVID, and, and it was very uh, it was very bizarre. So, uh, been putting it off, been talking to the triple threat about it. She's like, do I need to make your doctor's point? I'm like, no, 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 no. So I've been ignoring it, really. And um, I started hearing stories of people that had blood clots from COVID. And it's one of the side effects, one of the long-term effects they're seeing. And... It starts in your legs, like you, you you get a pain. Start hearing these stories, you know, dude. You don't ever Google anything, right? You can't Google anything because you'll you'll diagnose yourself with it. But uh, but after I actually what what snap Brad Fuller from the MPFL told me that one of the anglers from the MPFL had dropped out of our field for the inaugural season for this very reason. He told me this on Monday after the podcast had gone up, and I'm sitting there, my legs are hurting. And he tells me a story about this guy, blood clots and everything. And I, I said, doctor, <laughs> yeah, I go to the doctor. So I went to the doctor and they, uh, and I'm still, uh, I'm a baby, but I'm still just kind of black and blue from all the uh, poking and prodding they've done on me. But uh, so later this week, I shot LD in the MC with Mercer. I didn't even tell Mercer about this, as a matter of fact, until after uh, when things kind of got real. But, uh, on, on Thursday of this week, I went to the doctor 
I got an appointment and uh, finally got in to see somebody. It took a lot of blood and did some x-rays and some things. And they didn't see any blood clots in the x-rays, which they don't normally show up. And then uh, I got home that evening and got a call from the doctor that was basically like, can you get back up here? Uh, one of your blood levels is ridiculously high. One of your levels showing that you potentially have blood clots. So kind of a scary 24, 48 hours to say the least. And uh, so I couldn't, they got me in. I did a, I had a CT scan on Friday morning with contrast, which if you've never had that done, I don't suggest it. It's weird. They pump iodine into you. I'm a big baby, had an IV, the whole nine. Um, But had that done, also had an ultrasound done on my legs. Another thing, you know, got to drop your britches in front of a dude. It was weird, right? I ain't here for it, but I had all these tests done, and luckily they came back negative. They came back negative. Uh, No blood clots. Uh, So thank God, no blood clots. They still don't know why my levels are so out of whack. They're seeing so many things from COVID that it's just insane. These nurses, these doctors, I mean, they're just exhausted. And it was my first experience, like, going into that world since all this happened. Because, man, you read the Facebook comments, Twitter, ah, it's fake, ah, it's real, ah, it's this, ah, it's that. And you see these people. And the pure just exhaustion on their face, man. My doctor's office, they're open seven days a week, 12 hours a day, can't see enough people, can't get enough people help. But but anyways, after I kind of got through that, they call me, and I was almost home. My dad had driven me because, man, I, I didn't uh, – Marissa had to teach class. The triple threat was – was uh, had had work. So my dad took me because I just didn't know, you know. I, I was – I was and honestly, full disclosure, I was scared. Like, uh, you know, blood clots are very serious at times, obviously, and uh, I, was, I was scared. So my dad went with me just to make sure, you know, if anything had to happen, he was there anyways. And I uh, got almost home, and my doctor calls and said, hey, some more of your levels just came back, and your muscle enzymes are completely depleted, and we're going to need you to get back up here. You're severely dehydrated, and you got to have some IV fluids now. Um, no options there now. So <laughs> uh, got that done, went back, did about an hour and a half, two hours worth of IVs, and I've just been kind of taking it easy since. She told me to lay off the hiking for a few days. We'll see about that. But, uh, yeah, no clue, guys. I'm just telling you, I tell you all that to say, take care of yourselves. I know COVID is very mild for some people. I know several people that it has not been mild for. I have lost family friends to this thing. Uh, a dear friend of mine was in the hospital for about 10 days with it. No pre-existing whatever. Um, like, it's not a joke, okay? And it's not fake. I don't care where you stand politically and all that. Just, like, chill with all that crap. Let's figure out how to get through this stuff and uh, and get back to some sort of normal life. But that that was just my experience with it. And these these folks in the medical field are telling you there are, like, there are so many side effects they're seeing, um, and that was what was scary for me. They're going, oh, this is high and this level, and then, you know, you got this in your chest, and da 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 da. And honestly, uh, they said, re- really, it's like throwing darts at it. There's another. They, they said I could have a rheumatoid arthritis 
rheumatoid, rheumatory, whatever. Um, that's something they're seeing move in after this thing leaves you. This freaky man, this this thing, it treats everybody so differently and then leaves its market. It's it's bizarre. But luckily for me, no blood clots, no lung damage, because I had some some serious issues breathing for a few days when I actually had COVID. Uh, but just, you know. I know, especially as men, we like to bury our head in the sand and, and think that things won't happen to us. And I'm I'm that dude, one million percent, run through a brick wall, don't pay attention. Ah, crap, don't bother me. Crap ain't going to bother me. And uh, and I got it, you know. And and I've had several other friends that have gotten it. That it, it's you know it hasn't been that bad for them. But I mean, I was down for the count uh, for for several days there, but. So take it serious. That's what I say, and uh, hopefully we can all get through it sooner than later. You know, um, but yeah, scary week, scary week. So I'm very glad to be sitting here behind this microphone, and that is also how uh, how crazy I am, and how much I love doing this. Is that's all I could think was, man, when am I going to record my podcast if I'm in the hospital? <laughs> how am I going to give the low lifers nonsense on a Monday if I'm in the hospital? Oh my God. And I started to post several times. I was like CT scan and I'm not one of those guys. I'm not like, you know, at reaching out looking for attention in that regard. But, uh, I had some really funny videos that I took in the, uh, in the hospital while I was having all this stuff done, just nervous energy stuff to try to not, uh, not freak out about what could be coming down the pipeline. But, uh, yeah, still a lot of unknowns with it, uh, with me. And, uh, but yeah, I wanted to be honest with y'all. So there you go. It's it's definitely um, it's been crazy. It's been crazy. It's been a crazy, crazy week. So hope all y'all are doing well. Like I always say, and uh, staying healthy, man. Take some vitamin D. Drink fluids. That's what they're telling me, man. I've been drinking. Marissa's had me on a damn uh, since I got back from the hospital. She she's had me. I I, I I've always got a drink in my. I can't believe she ain't gave me any of this damn Startron. Lord have mercy. She just constantly here here. Here, bottle of water, bottle of Gatorade. Here, drink this, drink that, drink this. Body armors. I don't even know what those are. Here, drink these. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. So, uh, gotta thank the fine folks at Startron on that note for bringing you low budget live, not so live, and low budget live, which we're gonna get back to some lives eventually. I feel like everybody does a live stream now, though, and I just, you know, uh, I'm just gonna do my thing right here. At the LBL Bar and Grill. But uh, thanks to the fine folks that start trying kicking ethanol in the teeth, getting it out of your weed, into your chainsaw, your outboard engine, because nothing ruins a great day on the water like an outboard engine that won't run. And if your side by side ain't running, you can't go deer hunting. If your weed eater ain't running, you can't weed eat for your wife and she ain't gonna let you go hunting. So little dab will do you. Get you a bottle right here. Treats 256 gallons of fuel. Startron. Bringing you low budget life. Also, got to say a huge thanks to the folks from Sims Fishing Products, amazing clothing. I'm putting together a little order right now. As a matter of fact, I got some new. Just I've been driving my kids crazy by saying drip. That's what the kids call their clothes. Uh, their drip. So I've been saying drip a whole bunch lately because I've been uh, you know I've been losing some weight. So I've been feeling myself a little bit, feeling my oats as my dad would say, and uh, I've been saying check out this drip. Check out this new drip. So Sam's dropping some new just heat on their website uh, this weekend, as a matter of fact. And I've been like dream shopping on there. So fixing to place me an order on uh, simsfishing.com. But uh, you get one life, low lifers, one life. And I took my own advice 
this past week, fish it well. I actually got to get in the boat this week as well. It's been a crazy freaking week. I told you all that about COVID. I, ha- I had like three hours in a boat too this week. Uh, crazy, but fish it well, you bunch of low lifers. Pro Guide batteries bringing you LBL. We got a discount code coming for all of you low lifers on those batteries and a big announcement from them very soon. And last but not least, the official boat. Got me a new lid from these guys and gals this week. Express Boats, Hot Springs, Arkansas. And listen, I want to address something. They're the official boat of Low Budget Live. Got the banner right there to prove it. Fixing to get my X21 Pro. Yes, I know all of you are like, dude, I don't think I've ever been hammered on anything more by you guys out there. It is funny. Like, it's gotten funny. Uh, y'all comment, nah, Jason Christie got your boat. Jason Christie got your boat. Jason Christie, listen, I'm fine if Jason Christie got my boat, but he didn't get my boat. He got his boat. Mine is, uh, mine is almost complete. I think I'm going to get to pick it up this week. I got a text on Friday. Actually, when I was in the hospital, <laughs> I said tentatively planned for next week. And I was just like, yes, sir. Uh, so I may be getting to pick that thing up, but y'all have hammered me on the express boat because I announced it in October. But it takes a while when you order a custom boat and people are very busy. But uh, that's just that's just the whole marine world right now, guys. A lot of people are like, why have you not got the boat? Well, because I custom ordered it. My colors, my everything to my specifications. And they have fulfilled that request to the T. I've been getting little teaser pictures. So I will pick up that X. 21 Pro this week, and there'll be tons of video, and tell and then and then you know y'all can just lay off of me. There was comments last week on the podcast like Christie's already or no, uh, yeah, it was from the episode last week, but it was a new comment I saw today. It's like Christie's already won his first tournament out of yours. <laughs> yeah, you got your boat. Jason fished a tournament this weekend, Saturday. Uh, on Lake Ten Killer, won the event. He went to watch his daughter play basketball during the event while his partner stayed out there. So he took a break and still beat him. You Elite Series boys got it in for you this year. <laughs> Christy's coming. He's mad at him, man. He's mad at him. But yeah, it's cool seeing him out there in his boat, uh, his Express. While I'm here waiting on mine. Very. Sad. <laughs> yeah, y'all don't have to remind me. I know. I know it's not in the shop. Every time I walk down, for the love of God, I posted a video yesterday uh, or this weekend in a rental boat at the state park. Man, I, I rented a twelve dollar little rental boat with my trailer motor. Bow, I'm ready for my express. But we, we're fixing to uh, we're fixing to get in that thing. All right, ladies and gents, moving on. Moving on. Go look at Jason Christie's posts on all that tournament stuff. By the way, if you haven't, that was just funny to me. He's like. Big small mouth, but uh, also checked out his daughter's ball game in between. I'm just like, you know what? Some people just got it. Some people just got it. He's one of them, you know. Big thank you to uh, all of you who joined in on LD and the MC last week. We had an awesome episode, fun episode, a surprise of an episode for for Mercer and I, but. We're nearing something like 60,000 views on that and downloads combined between all of our platforms, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and all that between Dave and I's uh, platforms. And and uh, big thanks to Rob Turkla 
for taking our Zoom invite, pulling over on the side of the road and uh, and giving us giving us the exclusive because I mean I know there are podcasts out there that were like oh we should have him on but we can't get him on and then we got him on and so I was very uh, I was very pleased Rob Rob's done LBL before and he doesn't do a lot of podcasts why would you he speaks to uh, like two million people why why would you do a podcast so I, I am appreciative of the fact that. Uh, Rob came on to talk about his decision to fish the Bassmaster Opens. There's also uh, Oliver Nye, Big Bass Dreams dude. He's going to fish the Opens, I believe. Uh, so some of the YouTube world that's been strictly YouTube world coming into the tournament world. And, you know, nobody more talked about in the YouTube world or more controversial at times or more, you know, push your buttons than Rob and the Guggen squad. So for Rob to come in and represent the Guggens, it's going to be interesting, man. And then Oliver, uh, he's like a big bait dude, big swim bait guy, makes great videos, uh, good dude, really good fisherman. Be interesting to see, though, uh, and we talked about this on LD and the MC, but it's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out. The part for me and y'all that keep up with this show, the part for me that is very interesting is just the fact that Pro bass fishermen now, tournament anglers, are all like, swipe up to my YouTube, YouTube. They want to be YouTubers. And now you've got the guys that have been at the pinnacle of that wanting to swing around and and dip their toes into the tournament world. Honestly, I don't know which surprises me more. Um, They've both hated on each other equally, I feel like. I don't know. Maybe the pros hated on the YouTube world a little bit more because as pros – uh, and I'll throw myself in that too. In the beginning, it's like, what the hell is going on? These guys are knocking it out. They're doing all this. They don't have tournament experience. But as I've as I've gotten older, as I've I, as I've kind of you know changed what I do in the sport of bass fishing, I realize there's different ways. We all kind of have a role, and there are different ways to impact and educate and promote for companies and and grow the sport right it's not just a turn you know the tournament world is very small y'all know it's near and dear to my heart love the tournament world getting back in it myself but it's it's that's an interesting kind of paradigm shift right there that these and you know i was something we asked rob i'm like why why and he's just not satisfied and i think you see that with a lot of people that are very successful um or just a little bit successful, because I'll put myself in that like little bit successful. Like I've got a good life, I've got a good career. Um, I could walk away from all of this tomorrow and probably have less headache, get to spend a lot more time with my family in certain situations, not travel as much. But man, for me, I'm just never satisfied. And I and on a lot smaller scale than a guy like Rob. But you know, um, I can't envision myself not being in this in some way. So a lot of people are like, man, how can you take on any more? Uh, and that's the same for a dude like Rob. What do you got to prove? Oliver and I are very successful on YouTube and in videos and things, and he's a great promoter. But why? It's because we all have, and I think ultimately competition drives so many people too, right? And that's how you keep score. So if you can go out there and you can do well, you can keep score. So it's a very interesting time. Will we see more? Will we see more? Uh, I know Ben Milliken has flirted with the idea of it. I don't know. He hasn't announced if he's doing that or not this year. You know, Ben's another big YouTube guy. There's several others out there that fish. I mean, Ben fishes a lot of tournaments, uh, local stuff. 
But I, it's going to be interesting to see. Are there any more that are going to kind of kind of take that take that next step into uh, the opens, NPFL, FL, whatever the case is, Toyotas. It's going to be interesting. But that, those are definitely storylines to watch this year. And to me, that's one of the biggest stories of the offseason. So I'm glad so many of you turn, tuned in, you know, uh, love Rob, hate Rob, whatever. I, I actually, Rob, Rob is a dude that pushes a lot of people's buttons. And something that has to be said, you know, me with Six Cents, him with the Googans, there's like this inherent, like, beef there all the time. And I'm not a part of that beef. Um, I, I like Rob. He likes me. Uh, I have respect for the guy from a business standpoint. Don't know Rob personally that well, you know, but uh, I see a lot of those hate comments, you know, from Guggen fans to Six Sense fans, the back and forth, it's nonstop. But I, I don't really, uh, I'm very proud to represent Six Sense. I, I love the company. I love my family there, Six Sense folks, but I, I don't really, uh, I tend to form my own opinions, you know, uh, of people. And, and uh, so I, I want to say thanks again to Rob for uh, for coming on LD and the MC and making me look like the varsity player I am to Dave Mercer. Finally, okay? I finally got the MC's respect, so thanks, Rob. <laughs> uh, moving on, another – so this is a, this is going to be kind of a weird one. Um, and I, I've thought about how, how to talk about this, but – so National Professional Fishing League, super excited. We're kicking things off in Ufala, Alabama very soon. But there are some, some things that we are dealing with that are, are frustrating, and I said I would share the word about these things. And one of those things is uh, we have had some anglers drop out of the field, okay? Full disclosure, transparency. It's what we've always promised with the MPFL and LBL. So due to medical reasons, uh, like I said at the beginning of the show with COVID, we've lost a few anglers. Still well over the 100 angler mark, just a few short of the 125. They're going to cap it at 125. If you or anybody you know have thought about it, whatever, now's your chance. So just just to get the word out there, because I think a lot of people thought it was full, uh, myself included, you know, and, and we 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 took a hit. And then there have been people that have been affected by COVID financially that can't do it now that had signed a contract. So, I mean, and we knew. That's one thing about it. There would be difficulties with this, especially starting it this year. But like I said, well over 100 anglers. Payouts are not going to change. Payouts are going to be the same. These guys committed to the anglers. They're going to do it. We're going to show up with live coverage 21 hours. Even if there's only 100 on the nose by the time we get there, it's going to be the same. But some spots open. I want to help them spread the word. Y'all help them spread the word. And if you know anybody, $30,000 in entry fees. It's nothing to sneeze at. Most people have already decided what they're fishing for the year, I'm sure. But maybe you, that dude on that kayak fishing page, posting pictures like profile pictures of the MPFL anglers, making fun of them. This guy's my pick, making fun of them. Maybe you, that guy. Maybe you, that guy sitting around in your mom's basement, and you think, maybe you need to sign up. Maybe you need to go fishing against the guys you're making fun of. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it's time. Maybe it's time to pony up. Commenting. I could catch more fish than you, Luke. Go fish the MPFL. Go fish it. I win all my club tournaments. Go fish the MPFL. So, little short, little short, couple months. 
away, month and a half away. Uh, but if you know anybody, send them to the NPFL website and let's do the damn thing. Get to hang out with me at tournaments. That's worth 30 grand. Not really. It's not. <laughs> That's the triple threat. I'm not that much fun off camera. I'm just not, guys. All right. So speaking of MPFL, my guest today is in the inaugural field, but he is so much more than that, and we're going to Zoom him. Uh, He has made multiple appearances on other podcasts. Uh, He is the owner of the Bass Tank, one of the owners, and I've had the opportunity to get to know this cat over the last few weeks, and I I am... uh, I feel really dumb when I talk to him, and I think that'll probably come out in this interview, but uh, such a good dude, and he he's one of those guys, hammer on the water, never really, you know, he's jumped at some Toyota, he's done some things, but now he's going to go all in with the MPFL, and I think this dude's going to be one of the guys to beat on the MPFL this year by a mile. I think he's going to be, at the end of the year, really shaking things up in those standings uh, for AOI. But he is an electronics guru. He is so dialed, particularly in Garmin's, but everything. They're rigging everything. He shoots. I looked at their channel today, The Bass Tank. You need to go to subscribe to it. Amazing information that he's throwing out there all the time. And ladies and gentlemen, joining us via Zoom, Mr. John, what I like to call Soup Cup, John Suckup, right here via Zoom. Well, as promised, I've got the man with me right here, John Suckup. And John, tell me how to say so, your name. Suckup. Okay, Suckup. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, I butchered it in the intro. I'll probably butcher it after John gets out, out of here. But uh, thank you for joining me. And, it, and if you guys can see over his shoulder, he's actually taking time out of his day. He's at a birthday yeah. party, and that is not Sasquatch over his shoulder. That, that is a That is 100% <laughs> Bigfoot. That is big. <laughs> he has a Bigfoot mural in his living room. I don't know why we're going to get to that. No, he is at a birthday party, and that is a mural of a duck hunting scene in his nephew's bedroom. Yeah. I think it's all. <laughs> so I had to get that out before y'all start commenting. What the heck is behind John? Not that was the first thing I asked. Yeah. Well, first of all, dude, thank you for uh, taking time out of your out of your crazy schedule to do this. And and you and I have been kicking this around for a while. And I, I told you before I hit record tons of folks hey you got to get john on and i know you've done btl and you've been you've done awesome wired to fish videos and there's a ton of stuff out there especially this winter dude you've been like uh hey guess what i'm gonna go film oh there's a 10 pounder oh there's a nine pounder that's kind of been your that's kind of been your winner and your deal so lots of stuff out there and uh and I encouraged everybody, make sure you're following the Bass Tank, first of all, on YouTube, because I feel like you guys are putting out a lot of stuff, and I know there's a lot more to come, but talk about, and we got a lot to talk about, but talk about the Bass Tank in general, because me, myself, you and I, uh, Express Boats introduced us in December, and and we, well, Bradley Holman actually introduced us the first time in person, right. but, but then Clay uh, was like, hey, you need to call John, you talk to him about rigging the Express, because you run an Express as well. You're a Garmin guy. We've got a lot in common, but you and I talked, and I was like, I actually told Darian, uh, stupid, dumb Darian, I said, dude, I feel really dumb when I get off the phone with John. He knows a lot of crap about <laughs> electronics. And so I wanted to have you on and just just talk about your business and, and everything you got coming up. So the Bass Tank, how would you describe the Bass Tank? We are a one-stop electronic shop. 
in a one-liner. Okay. There's your one-liner. <laughs> That's it. That's beautiful. So just one stop. Now you guys are selling, installing, basically so, trolling motors, graphs, power poles, whatever. Yep. And, and we're adding accessories daily. You know, we're adding new vendors all the time. Uh, uh, TH Marine stuff. We yeah, look at that. Look at that. Your TH Marine stuff. Hashtag no, TH Marine team. <laughs> we, uh, you know, we're different than a standard retail store. And the reason is because every one of us, we're fishermen and uh, the birth of the bass tent came really and us doing electronics came from me qualifying for the force wood cup in 2018. And at that event, I day one, my boat wouldn't start day two. It, I lost my last three hours of the fishing day and to, to make it really short is because my brand new boat, brand new electronics sponsored by Garmin, everything, but they were installed incorrectly. And, you know, it's, it's a dream to make it to that high-level event, right? And you don't like not being able to make it at takeoff or use losing your last three hours. And so uh, my partner in the Bass Tank, Scott, we call him the mad scientist. He's an engineer by trade. He's a, you know, control systems engineer for power plants. So uh, he was actually fixing and repairing everything, kind of frustrated. And when I looked at him, I said, hey, man, you know there's an opportunity here. And he said, well, what do you mean? <laughs> well, We'd already started the bass tank. We had already had it, but we didn't have our little niche yet that we were getting in electronics. I said, well, you know, I've had live scope. I've got a thousand hours in it, in it at that moment in time before anybody ever knew what it was going to be. And I said, then this is going to change the industry. And, you know, you can make sure that it's installed correctly. I can train people. We can guide people in the right direction. And, you know, I didn't all, I don't feel like I was always a quote unquote electronics expert. I still don't feel like I'm the Number one expert, I think we've built a team that combined we are. And it's taken me, you know, it took me 15 years of using electronics to kind of get comfortable to where I felt like I really knew my stuff. And when we got into the Garmin game, I mean, it just, everything started to click really good, well for myself. And so what we do is we take that knowledge and that experience, the failures, and we take it to our customers and we help them before, during, and after the sale before to find out they're going to spend ten thousand dollars on electronics which is very easy to do and they're both easy to do uh, that you're getting the right stuff that you're actually getting the stuff that you need for we do a lot more underselling than we do overselling like hey man you really don't need that if you want to spend it because you got the money okay but you don't need that for what you're doing you know what are you fishing for what kind of boat are you fishing out of where are you fishing what kind of waterways all those things affect your electronics so that's before the sale so we get you in the right electronics then you know we have one of the, I feel like the greatest install shop in the nation right now, making sure that everything is installed correctly. The power is the right way. Um, <clears throat> there's like, once again, we don't want anybody breaking down on the water and that's what happened to me. That's our story. So the heart of everybody we hire uh, has that same passion to make sure that their guys in the water um, are getting the best out of the, their investment and that it's helping them catch more fish. So going for, forward from there after the sale, uh, we provide tech support to our customers um, and they have any kind of needs, you know, transducer, not connected, you know, things like that. And then call oh, up. And yeah. Uh, we can help them with Garmin with their warranty stuff. A lot of times we fight that battle and it's not just Garmin. We know we carry Lawrence and Humminbird as well, but we fight yeah. that battle for them. And, you know, because we're on the water all the time, a lot of times our customers are just calling us up and saying, Hey, you know, I'm seeing this blob. What does that mean? I can't see my jigs. And we're helping them learn how to actually become better. And in the beginning, we did a lot of on the water training. Um, we're charging for that now just because our times, you know, compressed 
where we have a lot less time than we used to. But so we just kind of, like I said, one stop garment shop was where we were from the beginning where we just, you know, you come to us and from the beginning to the end, you were taken care of. You didn't have to go anywhere else for any knowledge. So really live scope kind of sparked most of this for you. Well, I know, uh, so a lot of your videos are, are live scope based that I've seen and you do some crazy things with live scope and i've learned a lot even i i got i got one of the first live scope units that they they gave three to pros before i cast and i was fortunate enough that i run my mouth enough that they're like hey we want you at the media (laughs) event and i cast so i got one so i've had one really as long as anybody i know and i've got to spend a lot of time with and i feel like i'm pretty pretty dialed on it not not like you are after talking to you, but I mean, I can enough to be dangerous with it. Right. And it has really changed right. my whole perspective on <laughs> bass fishing, really like how fish set up, where they relate, where the baits at different times of the day, different, you know, a lot of boat traffic on the lake, they shift over here. Like it really has changed the game. Where do you, this is the constant argument. And for a guy that makes his living in electronics, a lot of people are like, oh, it's forward-facing sonar. It's garbage. Yeah. got to get it out of here, man. we got to get side <laughs> image. Now. You know, I see comments all the time, to have a tournament with no GPSs. I mean, people are just, yeah. you know, I, I get that. But for you, where do you see this going? Is it because I hear you say you're part of the problem, just like I am for some people, right? Like, yeah, I'm training people. I'm teaching them how to catch more fish. Do we get yeah. to a point – where this bites us in the in the rear end a little bit. Do we get to a point, and I'm an electronics nut, I love them. I don't think we get here. I, I, first of all, I want to say that. I want it all, baby. These things make me look stupid. If I can look at one just like I'm looking at you right now and see them down there not biting my jig, it's just going to make me mad, right? Because just because you've got the electronics doesn't mean that they bite. They still have free will, right? They still have the, that little bitty pea brain of theirs that outsmarts us. But do you think we will get to a point, though, that the fish will get more educated long-term? That's the first part of this question. The second part is, what could be next after this? Truly, like what, other than live, which is live, it is that, we can see our jigs, we can see the fish, we can see how they're, what the heck is next? What do you say? Do you have any insider-like info, tips? Are you hearing things? Come on. Give give it to, give us all the goods. A and B right there. So A <laughs> is it going too far? B what's coming? A let's let's deal with A first. Dealing with A first. Yeah, this is everybody's favorite. It, it's too good to be going too far, man. I'm addicted to it like crack. It's <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's it's opening up a world of targeting fish that we never targeted before. And I mean, I like it like this. You know, take yourself back to high school and the prom's coming up, and you know you need to get yourself a date. So would you lock yourself in a dark room and walk around and ask people out on the prom? <laughs> or would you rather see who you're asking out yes. and just be able to go right to them and just keep on yeah. asking until yeah. you got the yes you needed? And so that's what we're doing now. You know, we're not, we're no longer asking in the dark. We're, we're I needed to, to be face, asking you know? in the dark. That way they didn't see me. That way they might go. <laughs> <laughs> no. So here's what's, here's what's unique about this, Luke, is I went, you know, I grew up fishing mini boats, like, you know, no gas motors. Uh, you know, we just didn't have the money to do anything. We're dropping belly boats and, you know, backwaters and sneaking in. That's just how I grew up fishing. So the reason why I got an express is because I love fishing shallow. I want to yeah. go shallower than anybody will let me. And, you know, when people say I can't, I didn't catch them back there. Okay. Then don't believe me, but I was back there. And, you know, in those waterways, 
and with six inches of water, um, a lot of times you don't need electronics. No, so I, I love, yeah. I love the pure, just shut. And sometimes I've learned in fishing, it's best to just shut everything off and Absolutely. just fish. And so I love that. So I got both sides of the spectrum going on and they fight with me. I got a tournament <laughs> coming up here in February on Lido Bend and I'm fighting the, the thought of running to the shallowest place in the back and six inches of water and trying to catch an early spawner versus, you know, staying out and trying to get some of those winter schools and, and, you know, picking on some big suspenders. And, yeah. and so I think that, yes, it's gonna, it's gonna change some things in the industry. It's going to change how we fish. It's going to change how we're going to have to, if we want to compete at the highest level. But I think that I saw an article um, the other day and I didn't read it, but it, the heading was, is like fishing shallow the new the new offshore or something of that nature. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. It, and it might it might be you know those those guys that had that that casting ability um, to be up shallow they're going to have an advantage too at some point. So, um, man, I'm I'm just kind of enjoying the ride and the beauty of <laughs> how things are going to you know how they're going to how they're going <clears> to. <throat> I'm just enjoying it right now. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> I think it's very cyclical. I think it's like our lakes. You know, I was talking to Alex Davis, who guides over at Gunnersville the other day. He said, dude, we've got more two to three pounders in the lake right now than I've seen in years. And he's like, in two years, it's going to be crazy, right? And Gunnersville's been kind of down, you know, as far as a whole. Because right. I grew up going over there and, dude, you just blast two, threes, fours, you know, everywhere, like tons of fish. I think this this trend we're seeing – you know, I remember like Tommy Biffle, they go to a smallmouth lake on the Elite Series and he's flipping for Clearwater Largemouth, beating the brains out. You know, nobody's doing that, <laughs> right? Uh, we've seen that kind of stuff. Denny Brower back in the day, we saw all those kind of things and it was before anybody went off the bank. And, and it really was the dude that could cast better than you or the guy that, you know, could break down water faster than you, find the right stretch to creek, what, what have you. Then we start, started seeing side imaging and we started seeing people drift off. We started seeing mapping go, oh, well, this makes sense. No wonder they're out here. We can, you know, I can see this while there is ditch hits this and it's, and it's easy, right? It, it really breaks down the curve. So I think that it is cyclical, but there will always be a place for all of it now. And I, and I think that if you're trying, like you're saying, compete at the highest level, which you're going to try to do this year, you're coming out on the MPFL I think if you're going to fish for that kind of money, you're going to put up that kind of money, you better be good at all of it, right? If you're just a dude that likes to go fishing on Saturday, do what you do that makes you enjoy your time on the water. If you want to go throw right. a half-ounce chartreuse and white spinnerbait at every tree on your on your yeah. then do that. Don't buy the electronic. Don't, don't do that. But I think to maximize your time, even if you're not fishing at that highest level, you need to get some electronics and you need to, you need to start playing around with that too. I think to be a well-rounded angler, all of it is key. Um, so all that being said, it's not going anywhere. So guy, I'm looking right at you people in the camera that complain. It's not going anywhere. Either embrace it or just do you. If you like to run back in the backs of the creek, which I do too. That's me. That's what one of the things I'm most pumped about the express for. I always put my ranger in places that I never should have anyways. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. should have torn it up way more than I did. Um, so where can all this go though? We've part got B, this right? part B. Is it? <laughs> Can we go too far? Is it going to be like Aquaview at some point? Are we going to just be staring at them? All? What do you think? I, I think first thing that's going to happen is major increases in mapping. So okay. I know everyone's talking okay. about that right now. 
we're all thinking live scope and because we're seeing this new technology there, but every company I've talked to is competing really hard in mapping, um, talking about like crazy abilities to, for satellites to actually do mapping and, and search, you know, radar down into the water a little bit. And so we're going to be able to see, imagine a Google earth that can read t- topography and the ditches and stuff that we're going to be able to see. I think that's what's going to happen in the next three to five years first um, that no one's talking about, I guess. I, I would say that no one's talking about. So that's the next craze is bettering our mapping because it was already a craze, right? We had Humminbird Lake Master, you had Navionics right. first, and we had Lake Master, right. you got Lawrence, you got Garmin. Lake, I mean, we got – everybody's done their own now. So you think that just continues? I think it goes through the roof. Um, you know, I fished – uh, fall Toledo Bend event last year, uh, uh, Bass Nation Regionals, it was. And man, I got on my relief shading, my Garmin relief shading. Yeah. And once I realized what I saw, I jumped three or four bridges that were underwater that nobody in the world even was out there. And I wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have found out where they were at. I, I couldn't even. But I saw something on the relief shading that obviously, you know, I was able to you can identify you know, roads and bridges a lot better on, on that. So, um, and that's that we're in the infancy of that relief shading kind of stuff. I think that it's going to get a lot more detailed, um, and, you know, interlacing that with some satellite imaging and interlacing that with some topography. I think we're going to have some awesome mapping here. That's what's one of the things that's going to come out. So the second thing that everybody really is focused on, right? Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was going to say the first time I saw relief shading, it completely blew my mind. Like it, it was, it, it was just weird. Like you're looking at stuff I've looked at my whole life on the Tennessee river on paper maps and Navionics and whatever. And I was like, Whoa, okay. That makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, you talk about the sweet spot. Oh you yeah. Oh, you can for Most sure. <laughs> for sure. So I think, I think we're going to get into a situation where we get, you know, live 3D sonar with maybe some artificial intelligence that's going to tell us what fish that is. I think that's where we're going. You think, I, dude, I, I couldn't agree more. I think that's I where think we're going to yeah. be able to take it abroad, you know, take it look like we're looking at it with, out with binoculars. And I think we're going to be able to range in and, and, and scope in and, and we're going to be able to manually do it ourselves. Say, okay, we're looking at this. Now I want to look at this and range it in. And I think we're going to have possibly have some, you know, they're playing with the, the, the theories right now, identifying fish, what they are. Now, if you know what you're looking at now, you know, you, you can, can identify fish. Close anyways, right? I mean, yeah. you're going to you get close to time. I'm not, I'm going to 90% be there. I mean, you're going to be off 10% yeah. of the time, but yeah. you know, yep. Yeah, for sure. On live scope, I, I feel like I know now, you know, like, yeah. That's bass for sure. You know that's crappie. That's whatever. I'm pretty. I'm I'm pretty close. I mean, you get a, a mix of white easel, some white bass, some stripers mixed in sometimes with some bass. You're like, okay, they're similar size. You know, as long as they're not just those giant stripers. You know, you can you can tell, man. Uh, and I fish a lot of places like you do. That got a mix of it. We got a drum. We got, every now and then they'll there'll be one slide in there and fool you. But uh, we can definitely tell. Now when they get to doing that, it's gonna be. When you get to identify the man, it's going to break loose. I, I mean, I think we're going to have some three dimensional graphing, like when you're when you're at the console graphing, that you're going to actually literally see your boat, and you're going to be able to see live all the way around your boat, and be able to see the score of the fish. 
there is some of that panoptics ability already existing that some striper guys are using and some guys offshore, you know, are using that just not being incorporated in the fresh water yet. And I think that, you know, if they start combining the two uh, technologies together and start pushing it, that's, it's just, that's where it's going. Jeez. That, dude, I'm, I'm all geeked up. I'm all geeked <laughs> up right now. Cause I, you know, I think Humminbird 360 is a really cool product, you know, when it came out for sure. Uh, I think it, I think it's a great tool. I think that uh, Panoptics obviously changed the game because it's live. I think Humminbird side imaging when they first, you know, they were the first one to have that. I think it was really cool. Now everybody's advanced their side, they're down, you know, it's a really, it's an arms race all the time. Right. And now we've right. got, Live scope was the first. Panoptics was the first, and then you saw Lawrence have it. Uh, whatever that what they call live sight was there. Like, was like their Panoptics, yeah. right? And now they've got Active Target. Humminbird supposedly has ones coming as well. I mean, it's just fixing to get crazy. So I think to me, the next thing is like you're saying. I want that. I want when I'm idling, when I'm sitting there on my can on the Tennessee River going down a ledge, looking at everything that I look at all the time. I want that live, like, I don't want to look at the dots anymore. I want to watch those suckers swim, you know, like that, that's what I want. And I want yeah. it 360 around the boat. That's what I want, man. Because, dude, I just think that it's just so exciting. To, it's like, it brings it to life. I tell people this all the time on ledge fishing for me, because you do, you go, oh, there's the drop off. Do, 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 do. There they are. Hey guys, all right, get ready to cast. And what LiveScope did, it was like, Dude, they never stop moving. Look no. at these suckers. No, they're For over sure. here now. They're, you know, they never <laughs> stop. So it really educates you on fish movement. I mean, more than just catching them, it teaches you what we've been missing for years, man. Right. And 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 helps us catch more fish because, dude, we owe ourselves that, okay? All you anti-electronics people, you owe yourself <laughs> that. Do you know how many days you go out there and they don't bite because you don't know where in the heck they are, okay? Yeah. So quit fighting it. I know it's expensive, Save you money. I said this on a on an Instagram story the other night. I bought a hot tub two years ago. Dave Ramsey would not suggest that. He's an idiot. You're going to die one day. Buy Panoptics. <laughs> Live scope. Take it to the bass tank. So real quick, before we move on from this, and that was great stuff. Um, the bass tank, if you got a guy that's got issues in Georgia, you guys are in Oklahoma, obviously that's a long way away. Can Can the mad scientists like diagnose problems? I mean, are you guys open to that kind of stuff or or working towards that kind of thing? Or is it more got to be in? So right, right now, it's it's customer-centric. You know, we're dealing with our customers only. Okay. Uh, with that being said, uh, we are going to be working towards uh, opening up an avenue. Um, and it would be a paid service. You know what I mean? Okay. To, to, to get. But right now, if you're a customer of the Bass Tank, you order and you buy with the Bass Tank, then, yeah, a guy in Georgia – we can get on there pretty much, pretty much diagnose what's going on and at least help communicate and direct the guy with, if let's say it's a, a garment situation, um, with getting that situation resolved, whether it's was a bad install or whether there's a warranty issue or whether it's user error, probably 90% of the time it's user error. <laughs> that's my, I'm like yeah. control, alt, delete, you know. Yeah. Hey, beat on. That's, how I, that's who I am. That's why they got me at the back <laughs> I'm the guy that breaks you're everything. The, you're like, me, okay. Yeah, they're like, well, this work? I don't know. Give it to John. I'll Give it to John. <laughs> and then, But then you yeah. go make this smooth video with Wired to Fish catching giants. And you're like, oh, I'm John. Yeah. Look at this. <laughs> like a genius. 
and you're the guy breaking stuff. Okay, that's good to know. I'm glad we pulled the curtain back on, on you. So this year is a big year for you and I both. I think that's fair to say. It's an exciting year for a lot of anglers. And we're finally going to get the question answered, what this NPFL thing's all about. These guys announced it way back when. There's been a lot of speculation, been a lot of talk, been a lot of podcasts, been a lot of videos. But now we've got everything set in place. Fingers crossed. <laughs> everything set in place. And our rosters, you know, I, I talked about it before you came on. We're missing a few folks because of medical reasons and different things. Still close to a full field. Gonna Payout's going to be the same. Again, I'm going to say this. If you know anybody that wants to fish, if you're one of those guys out there going, oh, these MPFL guys can't catch fish, pay your money and come fishing. Come take their money. Come, 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 take, come take their money. Come take their money. But this year, we are going to kick off at Lake Eufaula. And you're one of the anglers, and you're one of the anglers that I am so excited about covering, man. You are a guy very dominant in BFLs, particularly in the last couple of years. You won the freaking points in 2020, correct? Or 2019, excuse me. You were eighth this year. In the Okie division, which, you know, for those of you keeping up uh, at home, not an easy division. That, there's a lot of really good Okie anglers, okay? Yeah. One of the best divisions in the country. Uh, like you said earlier, you made the cup through the Toyota series. You fished a few Toyotas. But my question to you is this, and I think this will be really good because a lot of people don't know the MPFL anglers uh, for one reason or the other. There are mostly, quote, unknown to the general fishing population. It's going to be my job to run my mouth and make you guys, uh, you know, known, hopefully. <laughs> and it's going to be up to you. you got to catch them, too. So why in BFL? So you, you've been involved with FLW through the BFLs. You fished the Cup. Of course, the Cup went away. But why, when you saw this opportunity with the National Fishing National Professional Fishing League, why was I, hey, you know what? I'm going to try try this this year. Well, um, 100% timing is everything for me and, and the way things are going. To take a step back, um, my first word was fish. Like, I've, my mom reminded me at like four years old, I was telling her I was going to be a professional fisherman. That's awesome. And I, you know, I forgot about it. I mean, I knew growing up, I had this urge and burning desire. I was a fishing nerd that was always, you know, <laughs> had worms in his pocket in school. And if I got in trouble, <laughs> that was me. I mean, I, I, I was 100% getting made fun of for how much I love to fish. Now, with that being said, I grew up pretty quickly by, you know, by 21, I was married and, you know, a lot of responsibilities happened early in life without going along detail. And I didn't fish for about 10 years and, um, took care of responsibilities, man. I took care of my wife, got three kids, uh, you know, um, lost a father-in-law, lost a father through cancer and things like that. Just you know, just all the things that happened early on for me in my 20s, a lot of people deal with in their 30s and 40s. And, you know, uh, fortunately, I got an opportunity to get back into fishing. I was around 27 years old or somewhere around there. And my opportunity came through actually the, the Bass Nation, Oklahoma Bass Nation. And I've been a Bass Nation guy since that time. One of my builders invited me to come and fish. And I fished as a co-angler. And back then, that was when the co-anglers fished against the boaters. And my first season back to fishing since i was a kid now like i said <laughs> my whole life was just fishing so i feel like i did have an understanding of how to fish and how fish behavior was but and i had a passion for it um i won the state championship won our regional and actually fished the bass nation national championship i think it was in 2000 
2009 or something like that was, and that was my first tournament as a boater ever. They were actually providing skeeters boats at that time. Yeah, I remember, yeah And I was too yeah. nervous about using one of their clean So oh, uh, we had won a certificate the state had. And so I got a little 19 foot boat and that was my first tournament as a boater. Uh, and, and honestly, it was just timing for me then. And it got back in my blood. My, I've got a wonderful wife that supports me. And I mean, she lets me have it when I've gone overboard, which is quite often, but she supports that, me. That's needed and so, too in that yeah. support, right? Support is not, I want to cut <laughs> yeah. you off. Support is not, yeah. hey, everything's always peaches, right? Like I got yeah. a, I got one right here in the house. It's the same way. You got to have yeah. that. Jake, yeah. Yank you by the collar every now and then and go, hey, man, <laughs> take a step back. This is too much, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> got to have yeah. it. Yeah, she's tough. I tell her all the time there's a reason God made her five foot two because if she was five foot three she'd take over the world. She's too. She's too. <laughs> That's great. That's great, man. Yeah. But no, so I mean, so that was that was the Bass Nation stuff, and 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 you know I, I I fished two Bass Nation national championships, and and the Bass Nation allowed me the opportunity to to work. You know, in the flooring business, that's where I come from. The flooring but come um, the flooring company. All the works in the summertime, all the schools that we remodel, you know, you got to get in the summer. So I never had an opportunity to fish a lot of summer events. Hmm. And that's a lot of the team tournaments and stuff kind of go through that time. And so it didn't match chasing any kind of tour, even fishing a full season BFLs. It never was something I could do, but I could do some, some of the Bass Nation stuff. And, and so it built into, you know, having some success and learned a lot from a lot of those guys. I fished with a lot of really good guys in Oklahoma Bass Nation. A lot of guys that are in, Dale Hightower's in the elites, you know, Bradley Hallman, he was just going, I didn't get a fish with him at that time, but we kind of crossed paths. He was in the elites at Who? the time I joined Who? that guy. Uh, so he's, a he's a YouTuber, isn't he? He's a YouTuber. <laughs> you know, you, you got Jared Miller, Chad Warren, you know, these uh, are all guys that, 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 that we all fished around and Matt Pangrax that was oh, in that group. Yeah. I mean, uh, James Biggs was, is one of our guys. So he's a tour guy. So, those are all, you know, Bass Nation guys that we and, – and there's a lot more than that. Honestly, local guys are as good or better than those names I just named. They just – they don't – you know, they're just not doing pro things. So the BFLs were something that I kind of joined in the last couple of years. I did fish a couple of the Costas, and I think I only fished one full season at Costas. And I did qualify for the, the championship, and I qualified for the Force Wood Cup. I saw um, that the, the, <laughs> one, <laughs> the one year I did it, and I'm going to tell you, man. You want to hear about timing? Uh, I think I told you the story. I mean, it's just a blessing that I qualified for the cup. My dad was sick with cancer at that time. I, I wasn't even going to go to the championship, and uh, Kyle Cordiana called and said, "Hey, man, why don't you go to the championship?" He said, "You might qualify for the cup." I'm like, "Whatever." So I went. I showed up. I had hummingbirds at that time. I put it in the back of this creek, and I'm running out of this creek. It's early in the morning. I look down. It's dark water, clear water, dark water, clear water, dark water. And then I realized this lake is just up and down. I've never been to Kentucky Lake. I didn't know all those shoals yeah, that are there. Ow. And so I look up and I see a buoy. And so I just set my boat on the buoy and my heart's pumping like doom, doom. I almost killed us, you know. And I only got two days to practice. I mean, I, I've never been to Kentucky Lake. And I look up and I'm like, I guess we're going to fish like Okies. I had no mapping either. Uh, my, uh, you know, I crossed the East Mississippi and so I didn't have any mapping. And I'm like, well, that point looks good. And so I took a spook and I threw it across that point and man, it just three pounder and had like 30 with it. And my co-angler hooks up, this is in practice, right? And the rest of the day was the same way, just all day long. By the end of the day, you know, I've got my hooks rolled and I've seen eight pounders and I've seen, and at the end of the day, Kyle Cordiana calls me and he says, Hey John, he said, how'd you do? I was like, well, I mean, 
I, I guess I did all right. He's like, yeah. Uh, he said, how many keepers? I said, I, I don't know, 30. I shook off 30 or something. He's like, John, he's like, no, you didn't. I said, yeah, I'm, I'm serious. He said, dude, I've talked to 20 different pros today and nobody caught a keeper. Whatever you're doing. a tough one. I remember that one. I <laughs> said, <laughs> whatever you're doing, you've got it found. So the next day I drove to Nashville and I got me a little mapping chip so I could come out in the river and feel safe. Found me a, I got back, got on the water for a little bit, found a hump I caught a four pounder on. And I mean, I qualified for the cup with those fish. I didn't even have oil in my motor. At one point, my alarm's going off. I can't even run anywhere. It was just, when you say timing, it was meant That's to be, awesome, man. It was man. meant to be. It, <laughs> I qualified for the cup. The cups would allow us to create the bass tank. You know, me, me breaking down the on there. The bass tank was created. Uh, the year after that, I tried to fish the coasts again. The very first event, I bombed on Sam Rayburn. It was like a hundred and... It was an embarrassing finish. I was on the phone the entire time with, with problems with my business back at home, not with the bass tank, with my flooring company, and not making an excuse because I've been there a hundred times, and, but that's really what I was floating out the whole time in practice. It's on the phone. And uh, the end of the season was in the fall tournament, and I could have had a choice to finish the season, but our sales rep with the bass tank, Zeke, qualified for the Wally Marshall Classic, the Invitational, the the, the Bassmaster Classic of Crappie Tournament. Right, right. At Lake Ann. And he qualified like two weeks before the tournament. And he asked me to be his partner. So uh, Zeke and I fished it. And we ended up getting second place in that in that event. And so it, it actually was a benefit to the bass tank, the crappie world. You know, they embraced LifeScope way quicker than the bass guys big, did. Big time. Yeah, big time. So that leads me to this MPFL question, right? I know we kind of have a little bit of buildup here. No, man, that's all. Uh, that's awesome. We're we're learning, man. We're all learning. Last year, I had an option. I could have fished the opens, which against the greatest opens field that I've ever seen. And even if you're a great fisherman, I mean, there's a chance that you're not going to qualify. Uh, plus, I got a growing business, which it would take a huge effort to to fish all those events, uh, or I could fish the crappie tour, which has offered me a lot of opportunities in relationships with different various sponsors. And that's the request that I was given by a lot of my sponsors is, Hey, we want to see you on the crappie tour. So that's what I did last year. I, I sent in my resume to the awesome. MPFL and I, with the, with the business plan of 2020 focusing on crappie 2021, getting back in the bass game heavily, and so that's what that's what we did. We I, I got accepted early on um, with the MPFL, so I was able to take that stress load of qualifying for a national tour off my plate because that's where I want to be. If there wasn't no MPFL, I'd be chasing the opens right now. But the MPFL gave me that opportunity to take that aside, focus on the business through 2020. And when I fished, I fished the crappie tour stuff. Um, a little plug, a little selfish plug. I'm the only. You can check this out. <laughs> I'm the only fisherman that's ever fished the highest level bass and highest level crappie tournament. That, that's, the moment. dude, I like it. I like it. I love, dude, <laughs> one, I, claim, I, one claim, one claim of thing. I love so, it. So Take that, Van Dam, if you're watching. Up. Take that, KVD. <laughs> you ain't ever caught a crappie in the crappie classic. Take that. You might have won yeah. four classics. We don't care on LBO. We care about John and his accomplishments. <laughs> That's awesome. Three man. days later, Kevin Van Dam with three pound crappie. That's all yeah, oh, dude, yeah. Don't, all he needs is a challenge in life, uh, yeah. for sure, uh, dude. Yeah. So that—that's the beautiful thing about the MPFL. It's like when FLW the tour first started; they were really spread out. 
it really was kind of a working man's quote pro trail. But I, I love the initial thought of the MPFL, how they were going to schedule events, right? Two spring, two summer, two fall. And I think we're looking at an average of like five weeks in between, which I love for me because it lets me, I'm going to fish the Central Opens and commentate on the NPFL live. It's going to be uh, a busy year, but, but it, it gives me a chance to, I'm also obviously working at TH Marine. I got a lot of stuff going on. So for me, um, and if I wasn't commentating, I can honestly tell you, I would most likely be fishing the NPFL. Um, you know, it does bug me that they didn't invite me to fish. They just asked me to commentate and I've taken that up with them. I'm like, you know, I, I mean, I know I'm good at running my mouth. I know that. But, damn, you didn't even call me and say, would you like to fish? I never got a phone call. Uh, I give them hell over that. But have you had a chance to uh, look at the field at all? Do you pay attention to that stuff? Do you know any other guys? Or are there some people that you are like, oh, boy, he's going to take our money. Are there, any, are there any of them you worry about? Are you that kind of guy that you look at that? Or what are you thinking about 2021 in the MPFL? Uh, I have intentionally not cared about who I'm fishing against. Okay. I, I don't think it has anything to do with who I'm fishing against. I think it's going to come down to me and the fish. Now, with that being said, I'm also a statistician. I love a mathematical guy. Before <laughs> this before this thing kicks off, I'll probably have a late night one night where I've downloaded everybody's names, put in their stats, and like, you know, You're pretend like, like they were. <laughs> yeah. Now, I do know a few names. Um. Uh, I know Josh Ray from Arkansas. Uh, the year that we I dominated Okie Dokie BFL, he's been dominating the Arkie BFL, and he wins a lot of a lot of tournaments. So uh, I don't know if that's a name that a lot of you guys know, but I, I definitely know. You know, uh, Josh is is a, is a really good fisherman. So I, I don't I, like I said, I just don't study a lot of the guys. I, I know a handful of guys. Uh, Kevin Rogers is going to be a unique guy. Kevin's one of our bass team guys. He's, he's, you know, a crappie legend in the crappie world. And the reason he stayed in the crappie world so long is he has, he had major sponsorship deals, but in the crappie world, you fish team tournaments and he fished with his dad. Well, his dad's at the point now where Kevin's fishing a lot more on his own. So he's taking advantage of the season and he's jumping in the bass world. He can catch some fish. Okay. I need to get Kevin on. That's that's an interesting story to come from that crappie world into pro fishing and the pro, not pro fishing, but pro bass angling. That's pretty, uh, that's pretty, but he's an, he's an Okie too. He's He's a bass angler. Missouri Missouri. boy. Okay. Dude, that's uh, there's some crappie on Truman now. I hear. Yeah. I hear so, so yeah. Kevin, I need you to shoot me his contact when we get off here because I'm going to make sure he brings me them fillets to every tournament. Because <laughs> I don't know if you know this or not. Me and Fat Cat will eat. We yeah. we will need to be fed if we're going to be yeah. doing. I don't know about Dudley. He's a diabetic now, so uh, he he may not. Uh, he can't eat fried fish anymore. He's he's boring. But me and Fat Cat will smash on some fillets. Uh, well, dude, I, listen. I think it's going to be an interesting year for everybody. I want to thank you for coming on, man, and uh, and just you know, I wish you the best of luck with the bass tank. I'm hoping I get to see you guys next week. There's there's rumors that could happen. Uh, I got a text on Friday from the wonderful folks at Express that 
you might want to start making plans to ease out this way. So if that's the case, <laughs> I'm going to hopefully see you and uh, and see you guys in person out there in this crazy world that we're living in right now. It's good to see people. I had Justin Atkins in studio. No, this week. I was like, hey, what's up, buddy? Because I feel like I don't see anybody <laughs> anymore, you know. Uh, I wouldn't let him leave. I just kept talking like always. Uh, but, dude, I think you're going to have a heck of a year, man. I think if anybody's primed to uh, be the inaugural AOI for NPFL, yeah, I'm not trying to put that on you, but I'm going to say <laughs> it right here. I'm going to call out. Listen, all you NPFL anglers that are listening, I'm calling y'all out. Y'all got a tough one to beat right here. You're making me friends, aren't you, Luke? Just <laughs> inviting friends, aren't you? You didn't say it. I did. I'm making me friends. <laughs> I said it. No, we, I we can gotta, tell you this. I can tell you this, Luke. I will say this. I'm at a point in life that uh, I've been blessed where with the bass tank, um, I don't have no stress. I'm not chasing checks. Um, I am the kind of guy that likes to get checks. I like to finish at the top. I like to qualify for things. And qualifying for that championship is probably my first goal this year is to try to get to that championship. You talked about the schedule and how it's spread out. I mean, it fits perfectly for allowing me to still, I mean, I can still come home and see the family. I can still manage business. Uh, I, if somebody's out there and they have kind of got the itch to fish a, a pro tour, I mean, now's the opportunity to get in with the NPFL and check out the schedule. The schedule is an actual tour. We're not just fishing only in Oklahoma. We're fishing all over from Florida, Wisconsin, down to down oh, south of Texas. Right? Tour. <laughs> so you got to be willing to, to, you know, you got to be willing to do that, but that's the schedule allows for it. I mean, you can fish even other tours and still be involved with NPFL. So absolutely. I think it's going to be a great thing, man. It's going to be a fun year, man. And I feel like I'm going to have your name in my mouth, butchering it way too much this year, but uh, <laughs> by the third tournament, when you're in the top 10 for like the third time, I'll get it right. I promise. I'll get it right. <laughs> that's pressure. That's pre- dude. Listen, I make a lot of predictions on LBL that come true. I'm not, I'm not trying to put that heat on you. You can ask Justin Atkins. I called it for him to win the Forestwood Cup on the first ever LBL. He owes me a lot of money because of it. I called it, and he never will play up. I've called John Cox. Have I mean, dude, I called him winning the first one last year. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, hey, now, when you get out here and bring your boat and we start rigging it, you know, those guys in the shop, they don't need your help. They don't need my help. So – Maybe we go chase some double digits. See if we so can is put this a, a video digit. invite to catch my PB in Oklahoma? Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sign I don't up. Know, what, is, what is your personal best? Dude, a 9-2. A 9-2. Lake Large Mouth years ago in practice for a Bassmaster Open, I caught a 9-2 that I wish would have been in the tournament. <laughs> 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 she did not. <laughs> she sure well, did we'll not. Well, we'll see. All right, dude. I'm I'm all about it. Well, John, I appreciate you coming on LBO. You low lifers, go follow John. Tell them where they can find you: Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, the yeah. whole nine. In- individually, you can find me on Instagram, John John Soak Fishing. But you can follow the Bass Tank at, on Instagram and Facebook, the Bass Tank. And then we do have some YouTube stuff coming out. We're going to get better at that. We, we've got quite a few videos on there, but uh, you can find us on YouTube as well. Awesome, low lifers, go follow this man. It's going to be a fun year. Thank you, John. All right, hope you guys enjoyed that, Mr. John Suckup from the Bass Tank. And uh, can't wait to get out there and see those guys. Hopefully this week, hopefully this week, fingers crossed, please, please, please. But he is uh, he is an interesting dude, man, and he's 
a great angler, big bass angler, obviously. And uh, I think he'll do really well in the MPFL. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Go follow the Bass Tank. Like I said before the interview, great content, not a lot of subscribers. Go, go show them some love. Go show those guys some love. Uh, thank you to each and every one of you that watched this, listened to this, spread the word on this, comment on this podcast. Every single week, tell me I'm a low lifer for life. Low lifers represent. Proud of you, low lifer. You know, anytime anything good happens for me, anytime anything bad happens for me, I try to share it with you guys. That's why I opened the show the way I did today. And it means a lot. I feel like we are we are a weird, <laughs> tight-knit bunch that doesn't know each other but know each other that join up here every single week. And I feel the same about the Humpers on LD and the MC. And uh, let's just keep this growing. Just keep it going, keep it growing, you know, and and it's doing that. And this little podcast that could made a splash in this fishing industry in 2020, and LD and the MC did the same, and it, it's a lot of work, but like I say every week, y'all keep showing up. I'm going to keep being here too, and uh means a lot. It means a lot. I'm going to take y'all out, like always, with some Biloxi Blues. Make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel. If you're not, if you're just joining me for the first time ever and you liked any of this, drop a comment and tell me that, first of all. Hey, I'm here for the first time. But hit the subscribe button. Make sure if you can't watch it on YouTube, if you don't like YouTube, that you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, all that good jazz. Thank you so much. Make sure to hug your mama always. Hug your daddy. Y'all take care of yourselves. Take take my little rant in the beginning serious here. And I will see y'all on Wednesday with the LD and the MC. And if you're not there, I'll see y'all next time. Too below, I never could make it last. Spanish moss and Civil War ghosts. Well, I'm going to leave them in the past. Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine. It don't matter east or west. North, south, wherever the wind blows, I'm leaving those burdens at rest. This highway, it does not know my name, and I don't care, no, I don't care. Heading my way for another place, and I got three good tires and a spare. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to keep there. You'd think, with four of us spread out on a tiny island, that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! oh. Look at Ooh. that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.